Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Friday morning, after some moisture last night, still a little bit of moisture falling around the area as we get started at the shank of the day with chores on a Friday morning at Wax. Bob and Jill with you, and you got a rain gauge at your place? Uh, No. So you don't know how much rain fell, just a lot, or a good shower at least? It was a good shower. Right. I didn't I didn't soak up much of it when I was out, so... Well, that's uh, good, but I think most everybody got uh, got some weather to get wet anyway. Some folks got heavier rain and more on the way. It's scattered this morning. Uh, I see on the Rice Lake uh, radar, there's a little rain up that way towards Ladysmith and uh, scattered around other parts of our wax listening area as well. And uh, that's the forecast. Again, a little more rain today. Off and on, we'll see a little sunshine at times, but not for long as the clouds will move back in. There's rain back out in Minnesota. We'll talk more about that this morning. Mike Dandry will join us. And, well, I can tell you it's not hand weather. He'll tell you about how bad the rain is going to be or how heavy it might be and how long it's going to fall. We'll talk about uh, colleges of agriculture down at Madison, River Falls, will be new deans at both. We got over to River Falls the other day to talk to Dean Dale Gollenberg, who is going to be announcing or has announced his retirement. So he'll be leaving as, as of the fall semester and looking for a new dean over there at the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences at the UW River Falls. Been there 16 years already. Wow, he's been there a long time. And I remember when I started, Jim Dollahan was the uh, dean, and he passed away. Gary Rohde stepped in, and uh, then we had uh, well, Nate Splett for a while, then Steve Ridley, and now Dean Dale Gollenberg. So uh, lots of good deans over there at the UW River Falls, and we'll see who gets that job. You sent kids over there, didn't you? I have two kids that graduated from UW River Falls. All right. So, again, great school over there, the College of Ag, Food, and Environmental Sciences. We'll talk about that this morning. Also, a uh, cranberry crop looks to be a good one in Wisconsin. We'll take a look at the calendar. I think some activities getting kind of wet this weekend as we uh, look around the map. What do we got? Uh, Athens Fair this weekend? The Athens World Fair is there this weekend. There you go. And that uh, will include uh, the draft horses and uh, different activities over there at Athens. We got the tractor activity down at Baraboo and something coming up. At Osseo Fairchild High School. I think this is the first time I've ever heard of this. What is it? It's the second annual mattress fundraiser. So if you're hunting for a mattress and need one, head on down to the Osseo Fairchild High School into the Commons from 10 to 4.30 on Saturday. Pick out a mattress. Financing's available. 
It's Booty Rest Mattresses down there. And this was an FFA fundraiser. It's an FFA fundraiser. And there are more mattresses. They got uh, all the other stuff that you need, too, for the mattresses as far as, what, slip covers and other things or whatever? Um, adjustable bases, luxury pillows, mattress protectors, mattress sheets. All right. So there you go. That's the first time I've ever heard of an FFA chapter having having a fundraiser having to do with mattresses. Well, I think the football team did it last year down in Austin okay. Fairchild. So and the FFA kind of just, taking it over this year. Yep, they just slid it over to the FFA. All right. Well, it's uh, it's unique, that's for sure. But again, good mattresses down there. So if you're looking for a new mattress and you want to help out the FFA at Osseo Fairchild, get down there tomorrow at uh, Saturday at the Fairchild uh, Osseo Fairchild High School Commons. What time is it? From 10 to 4.30. All right, 10 to 4.30. So we got it all covered this morning. And we'll cover the weather, we'll cover the news, we'll cover the markets, and Brent Wink will also be here on a Friday at WAC. For those who work in acres, not in hours, WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Got a birthday in the family again, too, don't we? You got a lot of birthdays. Oh, I don't have a lot of birthdays. Well, in the family. Well, August is a big month for our family. Evidently. My daughter, Brooke, turns 21 today. 21, the big one. So you're going to take her out and show her the ropes? <laughs> We're having a party for her tomorrow night. All right. At a tavern? At a tavern. <laughs> 21 years old. So congratulations, Brooke. Have a happy birthday. Might be a little wet as we look at our weather forecast. Chance of rain off and on again today and tomorrow, maybe even into Sunday morning. But uh, temperatures in the 70s and about 80 on Sunday as it will turn cloud, partly cloudy. We'll see some sunshine and uh, more of that sunshine and a few clouds on Monday and Tuesday. Low 80, 63 degrees right now in the Chippewa Valley. And Brooke Welke's birthday. I got some suggestions for 21-year-old drink store, but I'll save those for later. Rain out there. Scattered rain out there again today. High about 76. About a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. Friday morning news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. A federal judge says the affidavit used to raid former President Trump's South Florida home shouldn't be sealed. In a ruling Thursday, the judge told the Department of Justice to file a redacted affidavit by next Thursday before the unsealing takes place. The DOJ fought to keep the affidavit sealed. The DOJ argued the Trump investigation is in its early stages. FBI agents raided Trump's residence on August 8th and says it removed 11 sets of classified documents, including some that were labeled top secret. President Biden's chief medical advisor is applauding sweeping reforms that are being proposed for the CDC. They should be commended realizing and recognizing the shortcomings that have been there for quite a long time. Dr. Anthony Fauci said Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky recognized problems with the COVID pandemic response and is moving to aggressively address the issues. Three men have been indicted in the death of notorious gangster James Whitey Bulger. Brian Shook reports. Authorities charged Photius Gaius, Paul J. DeColagero, and Sean McKinnon with conspiracy to commit first-degree murder in West Virginia, where Bulger had been in prison. Guards found the 89-year-old's body fatally beaten in his cell back in 2018. Once the leader of Boston's Irish mob, Bulger was on the run for more than 15 years until he was captured in California in 2011. He was sentenced to life in prison in 2013. I'm Brian Shook. And three people are dead in Northern California following a mid-air collision between two planes. The collision took place in Watsonville, a city roughly 50 miles south of San Jose. A spokeswoman for the city of Watsonville says the planes crashed at Watsonville Municipal Airport while trying to land. The FAA described the planes as a twin-engine Cessna 340 with two people on board and a single-engine Cessna 152 carrying one person. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost five minutes after five o'clock on a Friday morning. Uh, we got moisture yesterday. We're going to get more today and tomorrow. Some scattered rains going through. We'll see a little sun as well. But uh, again, 
It's going to be uh, moisture off and on today and tomorrow, maybe into early Sunday morning. But then later on Sunday, it'll clear up a little bit. Partly cloudy, we should have some sunshine. It'll be in the 70s today and tomorrow, 80s on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Next week, we should get back to some good hay and weather. Partly cloudy, partly sunny Monday and Tuesday, low 80s. Looks like full sun on Wednesday and in the 80s again. 62 right now in Rice Lake and Marshfield. A little rain around Rice Lake this morning. Medford, 60. Wausau at 67. 63 at La Crosse. 67 in Green Bay. 68 in Milwaukee. The warm spot, Madison and Sun Prairie this morning. 69 degrees. And here in the Chippewa Valley, we're at 63. And more numbers coming up. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Seven minutes now after five o'clock. Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the markets. And Jill, let's again start with the cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 145 to 157 and three quarters with mixed at 123 to 144. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 151 and a half with mixed at 119 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 145 with selects at 92 to 129. Cows are 75 to 106. Bulls 80 to 112. Butcher hogs 80 to 105. Sows 61 to 66 and a half. Boars 22 to 25. New crop market lambs are 75 to 120. Feeder lambs are 85 to 150. Ewes are 65 to 90. Small goats are 10 to 180 dollars. Medium goats are 65 to 270 dollars. Large goats are one hundred to four hundred dollars, and nanny goats are fifty to two hundred fifty-five dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle, feeder cattle, lean hog carcasses—those uh, contracts all lower yesterday. At the close, October live cattle one forty-four seventy-five down a dollar ten. December one fifty fifty-five down ninety-five. February cattle one fifty-four eighty-five down ninety. Feeder cattle for September one eighty-five twenty-seven down a dollar eighty-five. October feeders one eighty seven sixty seven down one eighty seven. November one eighty nine fifty down one fifty two and January at one ninety thirty down ninety seven. And the hogs October ninety three thirty down four seventy five. December hogs eighty five seventeen down three twenty five. February eighty eight seventy two down two thirty seven and April at ninety two fifty down one forty seven. Board of trade yesterday, corn and beans were higher. Wheat was lower, weather, ethanol production, demand for meal and meal in spot market in Illinois, but five hundred and thirty dollars a ton down there. So again, scattered all over. And while those corn and bean prices were higher during the day yesterday overnight, December corn down a fraction, sitting at six fifteen a bushel. Oats up four at three eighty five overnight. December wheat up five to six at seven fifty four. November soybeans down seven cents below fourteen dollars, sitting at thirteen ninety seven. Soybean meal down two eighty a ton at four hundred ten dollars and twenty cents. Cheese unchanged one ninety four and three quarters on the barrels, one eighty seven and three quarters on the blocks. Butter down three and a half cents, two ninety five and a half. Class three prices also lower. August down nine at twenty oh eight. September down forty one at twenty twenty six. October class three down a half a dollar at twenty thirty. November down forty six at twenty one dollars even. December down thirty seven at twenty eighty five. And we're going to go back to the state fair, the governor's blue ribbon auction. You had a chance to talk to a young man from over in central Wisconsin. I talked to Tucker Tucker Bayer from Ringle. He had the reserve champion steer down at the Wisconsin State Fair. All right, we'll hear about that and uh, selling it. What'd you buy, Brooke, for a birthday present? Anything special? No. You get you haven't got her anything yet, have you? No, I actually stopped buying my kids' birthday presents because I. So what do you give them for a birthday? They get some money. 
Oh, do they? Well, that's better anyway. <laughs> well, right. Then they can put it to whatever they want uh, to. Good for you. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. So, Brooke, you're getting some cash. <laughs> All right. We're going to hear from uh, Tucker over there, Tucker Bear over in the Ringle area. Pretty good steer at the State Fair. We'll do that next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I'm down at the Wisconsin State Fair. I caught up with a young gentleman that made quite a splash in the show ring this year in the beef show. Mr. Tucker Beyer from Ringle, that's in Marathon County. What did you show and how did it go? I showed a crossbred steer and I got reserve overall. And um, it was really fun. With reserve overall steer, what does that mean? So that means that I got second out of all the market steers that showed. And do you get to sell them at the uh, governor's auction then? Yep, I sold them at the governor's auction, and he went for $17,500, so that was really good. So that sounds... You don't get to keep all that money. You have to donate some back for scholarships and awards, but you get a portion of it. What are you going to do with your portion? Um, I'll probably put it in my college fund to save up to go to college. That's what I do with a lot of my of the stuff that I get for all this. Tell me about the steer. The judge said that he really liked him. He said that he wished he maybe had a little more muscle and maybe just was a little more freaky in his muscle. But otherwise, he said he was finished. He was really good, and he liked. He really liked him. So, where did he come from? So he got. He got raised by a guy in Iowa, and then Joe Hare was the one that sold him to us, and we bought him off an online sale from Joe Hare. But you got to take care of him every day when he was at home? Yep, I took care of him every day. Uh, during this whole summer, I got up at 5.30 every morning and got up and took care of him. And yep. Well, what kind of schedule did you have with him? Um, I pro- I get up in the morning at 5.30, and then I'd feed them, and then I'd wash them, and then I'd probably, I would have football after that, so I'd have my brother blow them out for me and blow them dry. Then I'd come home, and I'd rotor brush him and work his hair, and then I'd tie him down at, like, midday, and then I would go do whatever I needed to do on the farm, and then that night I would rinse him every night, and then I would just keep doing the same thing over and over. Did you do a lot of walking so he could build up his muscle mass? Uh, I did a lot of walking, not for his muscle though. We walk. He got. He was getting a little tight off his front legs and his back feet just from standing. So we walked him around in the lawn a lot just to get him loosened up. How long have you been showing down here at State Fair? Uh, this is my second year at State Fair, but I've been showing cattle for I think this is my fifth year showing cattle. Along with that steer, you brought down a heifer. That placed pretty well, too. Tell me about her. Uh, she, my heifer, she got grand champion overall heifer, and she actually did last year, too, with the same heifer, so that was really cool. Um, she's a Angus heifer that I have. She's a fall. Um, I showed her as a little fall last year, and then I showed her as a big fall this year. Do you take care of her at the same time as you were taking care of your steer? Yep, pretty much. So I'd have my steer in the cooler, and then she'd just be in the showroom with all my other heifers. So I would just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't work her his her hair as much, but I definitely still work on her a lot. As a fall heifer, she's bred, going to calve this fall. Did you take part in picking out who she was going to get bred to? Yeah, a little bit. It was mainly my brother, my dad, and me that made the decision. We honestly, as a heifer, we just wanted to get her bred and try to breed her to a Cavanese bull, but otherwise that's pretty much all that went into it. With the calf this fall, do you think she might come back to the show ring again? Uh, I don't know. She's a late calver, so she'll calve in December. So we might take her to World Beef Expo as a heifer, but I don't know if we'll bring her back in the show ring cow-calf pair, though. We'll have to see. Well, maybe she'll have another class winner that you can bring in the future. Yep, yep. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was Tucker Beyer from Ringle in Marathon County down at the Wisconsin State Fair. And I'm Jill Welke. That young man knows the cattle business, doesn't he? He does. He did well, a real nice job. Yeah, he comes from a family that's been uh, in the cattle industry for a long, long time. He knew his grandpa very well, and uh, the family is very involved over there. So congratulations to Tucker. That's nice. Seventeen five on that steer at the State Fair. All right, we've got uh, more coming up. We'll take a look at some farm news coming up. Keeping it rural. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on at the colleges in Wisconsin. Jill, what's happening? Students at the Colleges of Agriculture at the UW-Madison and UW-River Falls will be working with new leaders as fall semester starts. Already on board as Dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences in Madison is Dr. Galinda Gillespie, a longtime biochemistry professor and department chair from Virginia Tech University. At the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences at River Falls, longtime dean Dr. Dale Gollenberg has announced his retirement. While his official retirement isn't until the end of the year, Gollenberg will be taking leave and finishing his tenure as of October 1st. Already named as the interim dean starting on October 1st, is Ag Engineering Professor Dean Olson. River Falls is currently taking applications for the dean's position with interviews expected to begin in mid-September with a new dean named and in place by the beginning of 2023. Gollenberg has served as the dean at River Falls for the past 16 years. Now we're going to switch on over to cranberry growers. Wisconsin cranberry growers are predicting a bountiful crop this year. Based on projections by the U.S. Cranberry Marketing Committee announced at its meeting in New Jersey, Wisconsin's cranberry crop is expected to be 5.3 million barrels, keeping Wisconsin the largest cranberry-producing state and with more than 63% of the nation's supply of 8.3 million barrels and over half of the world's supply. With the latest crop size prediction, Wisconsin will have led the nation in cranberry production for 28 straight years with those red berries grown on 21,000 acres in 20 counties in central and northern parts of the state. All right, so some good crops in Wisconsin. Not only corn and beans, we know uh, the cranberries going to be good as well. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, farm fatalities. Farm Medicine Center keeps track of that, and we'll hear where the numbers are next on WAX. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now that the University of Wisconsin-Madison engineering department, so to speak, and the farm safety folks aren't keeping quite as close a number on farm accidents and farm fatalities and, and things like that, the National Farm Medicine Center over the past years has really picked up the activity of accurately and very, very in-depth looking at farm accidents, farm fatalities in Wisconsin. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And uh, charity numbers we don't want to see, but numbers that are really reality. That's right, Bob. The National Farm Medicine Center is partnering with the University of Wisconsin Wisconsin Extension Safety Specialist to compile the annual Wisconsin Farm-Related Fatality Report. Unfortunately, someone working in agriculture is eight times more likely to die on the job than the average worker. I'm Charity from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Scott Heiberger, communications manager of the National Farm Medicine Center, shares more on the Wisconsin Farm Fatality Report and how things are looking and those numbers are adding up. Well, we know uh, agriculture is, is our most hazardous industry. It's, uh, you know, farms are great places to grow up and, and great places to live on, but, but it does come with its hazards. And uh, actually somebody working in agriculture is eight times more likely to die on the job than, than the average American worker. And so, you know, we pay special attention to, to some of the hazards and safety issues. And, you know, one way to do that is to collect surveillance data so you know what you're dealing with. And sometimes that can be a challenge because there's no central repository of agricultural injury information so um you've got to go after it in kind of a purposeful way and and uh, make a little extra effort but you know for years university of wisconsin uh did a annual fatality report looking at agricultural uh incidents and relying heavily on newspaper clippings and they did this up to about 2006 and then there was a little lull uh for a while there was no faculty member I don't believe that was doing research into agriculture, and so there was a few years um, uh, of no data. But when they were doing it, the last few years of their collecting, you might see between like 25 and 35 fatalities a year in the state of Wisconsin in agriculture. And then um, uh, in about 2017, one of our scientists, Brian Weichelt, uh started talking to John Schutzke, a longtime 
a professor at UW and, and agricultural safety specialist. And uh, they have relaunched this uh, Wisconsin Ag Fatality Report, and they put out reports for 2017 and 2018 and are crunching some numbers right now. Uh, the next couple of reports are due out probably this October, um, but uh, certainly we have enough information here that we can uh, we can talk in, in general terms about uh, the types of things that are happening and in, in, uh, injury incidents on, on Wisconsin farms and you know, maybe some of the prevention strategies. What types of incidents are you guys looking at? Uh, one thing of interest, different from when UW was putting out the reports previously, Professor Shutsky and Dr. Weichelt thought uh, it made sense to include roadway fatalities. You know, that's something that's very visible. Um, it's a stressful thing for farmers, of course, to, to have to navigate roadways and and uh, deal with the traffic. And as the suburbs keep extending out, you've got, it seems like, more traffic and more interaction between farm equipment and passenger vehicles. And so they did expand this research uh, to include roadway fatalities. And so looking in 2017 and 2018, the last available reports that were put out, in uh, 2017 there were 41 total fatalities related to agriculture in the report, and uh, the next year, 2018, there were 34. So of those 75 combined fatalities in those two years, almost a third of those or fatalities involving roadway crashes, either the farmer or the passengers in the vehicles. And so that's a, a pretty big chunk and a pretty pretty visible chunk. Farmers have to be on the road more and more, you know, with the way uh, agriculture, land ownership, and renting, et cetera, has developed. So that's a big thing that we look at. And another thing is, um, which has held true for decades, is the tractor. Tractor injuries, rollovers, you know, we always emphasize having a, a roll bar or a cab if uh, your tractor's old. There's uh, a lot of times there's a roll bar that can be retrofit onto there. Uh, with the seatbelt. And so between roadway crashes and tractor operation, those uh, those are probably two of the, the biggest uh, areas of focus and, and concern. How are you getting accurate information for the report? And like, how are you tracking that information of those fatalities? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to be a little persistent and creative, but they've come up with a good system here. So at the National Farm Medicine Center, scientist Brian Weichelt has put together an injury database. It's called Ag Injury News, and it's free and open to the public. All you have to do is request a login uh, permission, and you can uh, access this. What it does, it builds on the old idea of you know so-called news clippings. It relies on news reports. Uh, has over four thousand ag injury news reports from around the country, and uh, the difference is though you can you can sort and research and filter in all different ways. So. You can type in for the entire, you type in for a particular state, a particular age group, male or female, uh, was a tractor involved, was an ATV involved. There's many ways you can search aginjurynews.org uh, and, and get this information. And so this is a pretty robust system. Now, it's not scientific, um, but it's, it's methodical in how it collects these injury reports. Um, uh, so it gives a pretty good snapshot of what's happening in agriculture you know, at any given time. And so you have that. Plus, Professor Shutsky was able to help us out with uh, getting data from the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, Wisconsin Department of Health Services death certificates. So that, in combination with Ag Injury News, is giving these researchers a pretty good picture of the egg fatality situation in Wisconsin. You know, for instance, there are some preliminary data. Uh, I, I can't say much about the data for the reports coming out here in October, but Professor Shutsky has shared a little bit of information. Preliminary data for these last three years show that there were 36 farm-related crashes on Wisconsin roadways. 36 crashes. It looks like 60 people were injured or killed in these crashes, and so that's over a period of about three years. And again, that's Scott Heiberger from over at the Farm Medicine Center Farm fatality reporting, unfortunately, accidents happen on the road, on the farms, and they keep uh, awfully good track of it now because uh, down in Madison, they've kind of backed off a little bit. Cheryl Skolas was our state safety, farm safety expert, and she has since retired. And so a combination of uh, UW and uh, Farm Medicine Center making it all work. 28 and a half after 5 o'clock. It's a Friday morning in Wax. We've got rain in the forecast. Mike Dandry will update us on that. But Morgan's going to update us on some news coming up on Wax. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Kind of missed the dairy breakfast uh, over there in central Wisconsin. Smith Brothers and their wagons making those sausages. One of my favorite places to visit at the breakfast. But um, wait till next year. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Get some nice rain on your garden yesterday. Oh, that was a nice drink, wasn't it? Boy, I'll tell Lots you, everybody's smiling. You bet yeah. it is. Good stuff. Well, what's going on on Friday morning? Well, we can get those headlines for you. And from the 715 Newsroom, we'll keep it pretty close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Larry Lockin wants his stuff back. With some 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster tells us the latest development in this case. Lockin, who's serving nine years in prison for stealing over a million dollars from county taxpayers, asked a judge earlier this month to return the things taken from him during the investigation. Some of those things were taken six years ago. Lockett has about three years left on his sentence and has yet to repay the county for all the money he stole. I'm John DeMaster. Looking across the state, and we take a peek to the Capitol, where the latest poll finds strong support for legalization of marijuana in our state. Here's poll director Charles Franklin talking a little bit about some of those numbers. The interesting thing here is not that it's strongly net favored, 69% in favor, but that we have crossed the point where half of Republicans favor it, 51%. Now, Franklin said that that marks the first time that more than half of respondents identifying as Republicans were in favor. Among Democrats, 81% and independents chiming in with 75%. Thumbs up. Well, it probably won't put you in the water in Altoona this weekend either. 42 days and counting for the beach closure there. As the state says, an algae bloom closed the beach last month. Swimmers have been banned ever since. And DNR biologists say it's been a particularly bad summer for algae. The old record for an algae-related closing at the beach was 28 days. So we've definitely splashed past that. If you were working for the weekend, you weren't alone on this Friday. Wisconsin's jobless rate continues to be near record low. The the latest report from the State Department of Workforce Development puts the unemployment rate for, for July at 3%. The report also says Wisconsin employers added about 10,000 jobs last month. Overall employment remains low. The labor force participation rate declined to 66.2%. That's down just a little bit from June. And we, if you've gone down Bernie's slide and made it, you apparently are in uh, low company. A sideline reporter for the Los Angeles Dodgers says he broke two bones, his wrist, and fractured six ribs while sliding down uh, the Bernie slide at AmFam Field during Wednesday night's game. He slid into the pad at the end of the slide. That injury comes two weeks after the sideline reporter for the Tampa Bay Rays smacked the side of her head and the pad coming off that uh, Bernie slide as well. Now, she was not seriously hurt. Bob talking about sausages earlier. Move it along to the sausage races now. It's going to need more padding when you go to the baseball games this time, right? Oh, boy, that's for sure. Man, well, oh, man, those guys, you know, I thought I'd like to get out on that thing, but it sounds like it's dangerous. I think you could make it. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show you some tricks of the trade. I would imagine you would. Speaking of ball games, I talked to uh, Siggy, your daughter, was in here yesterday. Yeah. And uh, I think she's already got more home runs in her career than you had in your whole career. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something else. When you get a card from her, this is her new thing now. She will sign birthday cards or thank you cards for people. She started signing her number. It's Siggy19. <laughs> just so you know. Good for her. She's got a track meet today. How are you keeping up with her? I'm not. She runs too fast for me. I just show up with my big foam finger and cheer the kids on. <laughs> yeah, we'll be running track this afternoon uh, in voice. Well, sure. take your umbrella just in case. The kids love it when it rains. Oh, it cools them down, you know. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Have a good one. You too, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. Well, how about we get over to the uh, weather room, the Skywarn 13 weather room, because Mike Dandry is hanging out over there. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of smiles on a lot of folks, because uh, a lot of rain was needed. And I, How much rain did we get officially in the rain gauge outside the buildings? Outside of our building, we got uh, about a little about uh, two-thirds of an inch, but uh, at the airport, 0.87 specifically. And uh, either way, you know, any moisture is certainly welcome, being that uh, we have that D2 drought out west expanding yeah. a little further east, too. And it's not over yet. Nope, not over yet. We've got more rain today, more rain tomorrow as well. In fact, uh, the next couple of days going to look a lot like yesterday. Now, it'll be a little cooler, and it will feel muggy as well with dew points into the mid-60s, temperatures in the mid-70s with scattered showers and storms for today and tomorrow, and some sunshine trying to work its way into the mix. So really, all in all, we're kind of getting the variety pack. But then we start to dry things out going into tomorrow night, lows into the low 60s with partly cloudy conditions 
possibly starting off Sunday morning with a little bit of fog, but otherwise mainly sunny, low 80s for our highs, and that kick starts a dry stretch of days for Sunday through about Tuesday, and uh, temperatures will hang out into the low 80s, but Wednesday and Thursday, now that brings us just a slight chance at a couple showers and storms here and there. Don't hold your breath, doesn't look like it's going to be a drought buster, but it's something that we'll watch over the next couple of days as our temperatures again in the upper 70s and low 80s, but for now, Mostly cloudy conditions and a temperature right now in Eau Claire of 63 degrees. Okay, so some much-needed rain did fall. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely, Bob. You have a great weekend. All right, and as Mike said, not quite an inch here. Brent is with us, Brent Wink, and over in the Glenwood City area, you got more than that. Yeah, the last 24 hours, 30 hours, it's been beautiful. We were in desperate need, and we've had anywhere from an inch and a half to 2.3 inches and just a beautiful, steady rain. So yeah, it was a nice one. No wind. Cops are smiling. Oh, I can sore you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brent you can be, tell. Yeah, we can tell. Brent will be with us, and uh, he'll have an update on the crops as uh, we look at that. But first of all, we had to get through our weather on wax. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 22 minutes now before 6 o'clock on a Friday morning at Wax. Again, chances some more scattered rain throughout the area today. About 63 now, 76 for the high. And Jill, what else is going on around the countryside? We're going to roll on over to another sweet story. U.S. honey demand is at an all-time high. According to the USDA's latest Sugar and Sweeteners Outlook report, honey and products made with honey reached a record-setting high of 618 million pounds last year. That's an increase of 8% from 2020. And 22 million pounds more honey was consumed in 2021 than the previous record-setting year of 2017. Along with the growth in population, Consumers Association of Honey as Superfood and the perception of honey as a healthy sweetener have contributed to the growth in demand. According to data in the survey, American consumers choose honey because of its flavor, health benefits, and link to the honeybee and environment. The only country that consumes more honey than the United States is China. And uh, they got a whole lot more people to consume it, that's for sure. But... Uh Right now, they're having trouble with their economy, and that's uh, affecting things in agriculture. And a few things going on around the area, too, this weekend. Uh, Dodging the raindrops. We'll talk about that before we get to the markets. And Brent, on a Friday morning here at Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have some things going on around the area. Next week, the Central Wisconsin State Fair in Marshfield. And uh, they'll have some judging Tuesday, Wednesday. They'll have the uh, auction as well. So lots of things going on over there. And we'll update you on uh, that schedule uh, when it gets a little bit closer next week. But uh, there is another fair in central Wisconsin we've been talking about, Jill. The Athens World Fair over in Athens. All weekend long. All Plus, weekend long. What else is going on well, that the- we know about? And again, if you got things going on, let us know. I'm... I don't get on Facebook and all that stuff, and uh, so let us know about the activities you got going on in your community or whatever it is. We can help you pass the message along. As we mentioned earlier in the program, there is the second annual Wisconsin or Osseofair Child High School FFA Mattress Fundraiser. If you need a mattress, head on down to the Osseofair Child Commons Saturday from 10 to 430 and pick out a mattress, and you can get all the other stuff that goes with it. Yeah, and it's mattresses from all sizes, single beds to king size. they got uh, all kinds. It's a great idea for a fundraiser down there. And, and what, pillows and frames and all kinds yep. of stuff available. Pillows, frames, sheets, all everything you might need. All right, Osseo Fairchild High School tomorrow from 10 to 430, huh? Correct. All right, what else? DNR is promoting Ride Across Wisconsin 
Saturday and Sunday. Hey, watch out on those trails in the state parks. They're promoting it and encouraging people to get get out and ride your bikes across Wisconsin. Now, they'll have trails in our area, what, the Elroy-Sparta Trail and uh, what else uh, as far as trails in our area? The 400 State Trail. I'm not sure where these all are. Well, the what's the what's the one just above the Elroy State Trail? That's on the other page, Lacrosse River Ch- there State you Trail. Go. So those would be the two that are mostly in our area, going across the state. But uh, that's tomorrow, and there will be a lot of people out too. So of course, weather will be kind of dependent on that. And then if you want to go farther south down to Baraboo, you can head to the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club. Their 59th annual show is starts today, goes through the weekend. And it's on Sand Road, just off Highway 33 between Baraboo and the Dells. So that's uh, today, tomorrow, is it on Sunday as well? Yes, it is. All right. So, again, lots going on in the area. So get out and enjoy it. Take your umbrella, raincoat, what's the difference? Get a little wet. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's almost quarter to six. 61 degrees out there. We're going to head on over to Jim Lindsay and hear what he has to say about Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.25 to $1.47. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.18 to $1.45. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.33 to $1.45. Choice Holstein steers $1.18 to $1.32. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.17 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 81 to a dollar. We had a top of a dollar five. 60% of the cows sold from 63 to 80. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 62 and down. Organic market from Tuesday. 80% of the organic cows sold from 95 to a dollar 15. We had a top of a dollar 20 and a half. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 94 and down. Cold bulls sold from 85 to a dollar five. We had a top of a dollar nine. Thin, full, horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety-five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from forty to one hundred and sixty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from forty dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to three hundred dollars per head. Sows on Thursday sold from eighty-five to ninety-two. We had a top of a dollar three. Boars sold from thirty-two to forty-one. We are selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, August 26th at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. 50-year celebration going on now at AmundsonsAppliance.com. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get over on a Friday morning to the uh, Stratford Equity Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Did you settle the dust at least yesterday a little bit? Well, good morning to you, Bob and Jill. Yeah, we got a little bit of rain here, but not a, not a real big deal. I mean, imagine you stood out long enough, you got wet. But uh, there was, uh, was, I was, I was kind of watching the radar yesterday. Uh, but in some places, we got uh, good amounts, and we just got a, not much, you know, a quarter inch or less. Uh, All right. Well, but, um, it, was, uh, it was good. Well, there may be more coming today, so uh, hang on. Hey, what's uh, going on this week over at Stratford to wrap up the week? I will do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford on the cow market yesterday, a little bit weaker on the cow market yesterday. Uh, high-yielding, fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 83 to 91. Uh, of course, earlier in the week, we had a lot of cows in the 90s. Extreme Top did reach 102.50. That was on Wednesday's auction. Uh, most of the cows this week sold from 62 to 82. Uh, thinner cows like carcass cows below 62. On the uh, bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls are selling from 95 to a dollar ten, we did top this week on the bulls at one fifteen and a half. Lighter bulls below ninety. Fed cattle trade, uh, choice grading Holstein steers. Uh, they are selling mostly from one twenty to one thirty three. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from one thirty four to extreme top this week at one forty three and a half. On those strictly prime Holsteins, select grading cattle under finished cattle one twenty and below. Now on the calf market, uh, Holstein bull calves also on a weaker trend yesterday, selling mostly from forty to one twenty. Again, earlier in the week, a lot of bull calves from 125 to our extreme top of 155. Uh, Epicaz, uh, mostly from 
25 to 45 this week. Beef calves on the close from 150 to 300. And extreme top of the beef calves this week did reach 415. And as we summarize this week, we'll take a look at the schedule next week. Full marketing week on tap next week here at Equity Stratford. And, of course, our next hay sale will be next Tuesday. Uh, next feeder cattle auction will be next Wednesday. So, again, uh, a lot of information on our website. We invite you folks to take a look at our website. Uh, a lot of cattle for private treaty basis, so that will be Equity Co-op. Just click on the Stratford page, and you will be there. And, again, uh, weekend is here. So, Bob, a lot of stuff going on, so we hope to be out this weekend. See, always uh, just so many activities you can't cram them all in. But, anyway, it's uh, winter. I mean winter. It Winter does come here in Wisconsin, but uh, one thing, too, there's a lot of, uh, if you're going somewhere, there's a lot of road construction and uh closings and detours, so check that out ahead. I got caught in one of those yesterday, so you got to know where you're going, I guess. That's for sure. Have fun at the Athens Fair this weekend. Oh, yeah, we intend to. Bob, you enjoy the weekend. There we go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the Board of Trade yesterday was higher for the corn and beans. Uh, good demand for the meal, as we said earlier. Meal down in Illinois, $530 a ton. Wheat was lower, though, because of uh, some weather situations. But overnight, we had uh, December corn down a fraction at 615. The oats up for 385. December wheat up 5 to 6 at 754. November beans down 7 cents. The overnight down below $14, sitting at 1397. October meal down 280 a ton at $410.20. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location. Corn's at 623 with soybeans at 1433. Doomer's grain of Holman. Corn's at 624 and soybeans are at 1472. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today is at 627. At Baldwin, 609. On the corn, 1418. On the beans, Duran and Mondovi both have corn at 604. The beans at 1413. At Elmwood, 609. On the corn, 1413. On the beans. Down at Fall Creek, 589 for the corn, 1398 on the beans. Osseo, 614 on the corn, 1418 on the soybeans. Out at Elk Mound, 629 for the corn, 1423 on the beans. Down at Sparta, we've got 654 and 1447. Ellsworth, 589 on the corn, 1398 on the beans. Boyceville at the ethanol plant, 653 on the corn. Stanley, 651 to Richmond, 644. And the barrel cheese, 194 and three quarters unchanged. Blocks, 187 and three quarters unchanged. Butter down three and a half, 295 and a half. August class three down nine at 2008. September down 41 at 2026. October down a half a dollar at 2030. November down 46, $21 even. And looking at the December price down 37 cents at 2085. And on a Friday morning, that's a look at the markets. Brent is here. As you heard earlier, he got some nice rain as we get into our program this morning. Our Winfield United covering the crops with Brent Wink and life-saving rain because you were talking we, about being pretty dry. Yes. Our area, we were really dry. I kept getting missed by a lot of these rains. And like I said earlier, over the last 24 to 30 hours, it's been anywhere from an inch and a half to two and a half inches on some of the farms so boy this morning the crops are smiling and just uh, across the entire listening area and a just, nice rain too yeah just was just came down beautiful yep. so much needed and this is really really a critical time for soybeans and finishing the corn crop and and all those things so timing was just perfect oh so what does that mean what are you seeing out there yeah well actually this morning i thought i would just uh, kind of give a precursor to kind of plot week so all next week i've got plots from minnesota to this area but getting into our area specifically so wednesday the 24th is synergy co-ops plot day and thursday the 25th is alcivia's plot day both of those will be over at the menominee answer plot over at the ron prockno farm on county road e been doing it there for a lot of years i think 13 or 14 years we've had plot days over there at that answer plot location so both of those days are going to run from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And for all you old-timers, it's the old Willis-Dix farm. Yes. That's, that the Procnos uh, purchased a few years ago. Absolutely. Good call out there, Bob. Uh, so both of those days, again, we're going to have all of the seed and crop protection companies there, uh, Bayer Crop Science, Syngenta, Corteva, uh, Bravant Seed, NK, uh, DeKalb, Asgrove, Cropland, 
Randy Welch from uh, our own uh, cropland alfalfa. He'll be over there with the tent. So we'll have different stops and alfalfa and forages and, and corn production, soybeans, to kind of talk about what's going on in the fields with the different diseases and things. Some things starting to set in, some things possibly yet to come. Uh, but really to kind of have just a, a wrap-up of the season and, and talk about some of the findings and the learnings that we've had. So we hope to see as many people out there over those couple-of-day period as we can. So be a lot of uh, information, a lot of different good presentations going on those days. So again, August 24th, Synergy Co-op. August 25th, Alcivia Co-op. Both of those days, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. And that sounds like you're going to feed them a little bit too. Yeah, we'll have have meals out there, so it should be uh, should be a good day. So. You want to sign up, or do you do have them show up? No, I think they can just show up. We All usually right. have enough fee, uh, food for everyone, so that's uh, uh, that's it for covering the crops. You know, driving in this morning, Bob, I learned one thing too. You have outlasted five dean of agricultural <laughs> people over at River Falls. So either A, we have a whole bunch of quitters over there at River Falls, or B, you've really stayed a long time over here. Oh, my retirement plan isn't all that good. <laughs> there could be a lot of reasons for that, Brent. That is for sure. Yeah, but, well, uh, congratulations to you for that well, longevity. That's a, that's a statement. Well, one thing about it, we've had over at River Falls, we've had some Especially, we've had excellent deans for the College of Agriculture over there. And uh, remember Jim Dollahan, who uh, unfortunately passed away while he was still there. And then Gary Rohde came in, and Nate Splett from up at Bloomer for just a short period of time. Then Steve Ridley from the Food Science Department. Uh, and then uh, now Dean Dale Gallenberg, who's Wisconsin native, but came from out at uh, South Dakota. So we had some good people, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Good people. A lot of people in, in our industry, right from our own UWRF across many, many states, they've done an excellent job with that. So. Boy, it really has. All right. So uh, no, you seen any leaf diseases or anything like that in the corn or the beans? Uh, so we are actually starting to see a little bit of tar spot in okay. corn showing up in some areas. And I again, thought it would be more by now from what yeah, we had last year. And last year it kind of set in, started setting in about right now. We we uh, The weather conditions weren't quite the same, but we are starting to see some of that. And then sudden death syndrome, uh, starting to see some of that show up in soybeans as well. So, right. But again, doesn't seem to be as bad as it was a year ago. Right. So. Keep an eye on it for us. Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, so then uh, a happy 21st birthday to Brooke Welke. Jill, I hope, you know, be careful because this will be our first time experiencing having some alcohol and all those things. So you know, you'd be a good role model for her tomorrow night when you guys are celebrating. Uh, well, you got a celebration in your own family coming yeah, up. Yeah, we have a wedding tomorrow, our our first wedding of one of our four kids. So, Jill, you, you, we'll have to compare notes Sunday morning and see how each of us are feeling. <laughs> Yeah, but I got to go to a baptism on Sunday morning, so I got to behave. Oh, you, behave. you guys got a lot of going on. I don't have anything going on. So you guys have a good one. Thanks, Brent. Brent Wink on our Winfield United Covering the Crops program. 61, a chance of some more rain today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.